Good morning, everyone, because this channel comes out mornings. Uh, Clutch up warnings for this episode. Uh, drug use, death, apocalypse, um, body horror, just your general Sonic content warnings. You know, the thing Sonic always has. Uh, we also have an argument about um, Tumblr Sexy Men. And I am here to point out I made one mistake in my argument. The core component of a Tumblr sexy man is that he is a man that only Tumblr could find sexy. So the Onceler and Sans Undertale are Tumblr sexy men. Loki is not a Tumblr sexy man because everyone thinks Loki is sexy. So like that's that's the core component I forgot to mention. Also, to give examples of a himpo, so that also comes up. Um, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, that's a himbo. Gaston from uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, not a himbo. Uh, uh, Milo from Atlantis, not a himbo. Though he does everything else, he's not a hunk. Anyways... I hope you enjoy this episode. Day after this comes out, there will be a charity stream on my uh, Twitch page. There will be a link in the description. And I hope you have a good day. Goodbye. Hello. I was waiting for you to say something before I said something. I was I was I was going to do like a like you start with the uh with the intro and then like I come in with like the sonic voice being like hey. Nope. And uh but nah nah hello we're doing hello. sonic again. Uh, well <laughs> fuck I was going to make a joke but you ruined it. I guess it's my fault for not starting I guess. Whatever. It's Fuck it. We're doing. <laughs> we're doing more fucking. Sonic T Hedgehog. Sonic D Hedgehog. The man, the myth, the blue boy himself. My special son. My 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 everything. <laughs> it's Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Video game icon and also comic book, uh, which we will be exploring today. Hooray. So, of course, last time, last time we did one of these specifically uh, about Sonic T. Hedgehog. Oh, here, hold on. Anyway, uh, fucking last time we talked about the Ken Penders saga, the the <laughs> absolute sheer absurdity of what the fuck happened there and just a bunch of various other Sonic things. Um. That happened in the comics. Uh, but we mainly focused on the Archie Sonic comics. Which, uh -huh. granted, I, there was definitely a lot of ground there that we didn't cover. Maybe one day we'll go back to that uh, whole universe again. Mm. But for now, um, we're going to be talking the latest and greatest. We're talking, we're talking the modern times. We're talking IDW Sonic. Um, uh... which is uh, the currently running uh, Sonic comic series. Uh, it has up to issue 58 
out at the time of recording um, and has a bunch of other spinoff books and uh, various miniseries and one-shots and stuff with classic Sonic and just a whole bunch of stuff. Really cool. Um, and uh, it has a lot of cool characters and stuff and is also, as of Frontiers, canon to the games, um, which I am very happy about and validated by uh, because I have been the the a champion of the Sonic comics since very, very, very early on. Um, and it's just really nice to see that level of official recognition. But anyway, uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking about some of the storylines, some of the characters, some of the some of the little, little things that happen in there. Uh uh what do you know uh about the the ITW Sonic comics going in? Nothing. Okay. Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Is that the one that has the uh Hey Shadow, I thought you died? Sadly, no. That was oh. Sonic X. That was the final oh. issue of Sonic X. Uh actually funny you mentioned that. That has a whole thing. Um uh, I'm not gonna get into it fully, but basically that was the Archie Sonic version of Shadow that jumped into the Sonic X universe for like a single issue, and then Sonic paraded him around being like, Look, Shadow's not dead, he's fine. <laughs> And, like, Chris had a fucking emotional breakdown in the park after seeing Shadow, who he thought had died. And Shadow was just like, okay, I guess I'm getting hugged now. This is fine. <laughs> um, wonderful time. I I once had the idea of just, like, because there was kind of a consistent, like, there were three different issues where Shadow was just, like, teleporting around. Uh, it started in one of the issues that involved Scourge. Uh, he was fighting Metal Sonic, and then it jumped to the Sonic X one, and then to Sonic Universe, and I was, like, considering doing, like, a little compilation, just stapling all the books together, essentially. Uh -huh. uh, I don't think I ended up doing that ever, because I would have had to destroy three comic books to do so. Um, regardless, uh, IDW Sonic, different beast entirely. Uh, and as with all things... As with all things, it always comes back to Sonic Forces. <laughs> um, yep. Oh, wait. Yeah? I actually know about Sonic Forces. Uh, Poppy Opossum makes a cameo in it. The whom what? Poppy Opossum. It was an old webcomic. Oh. Uh, it's, it's good. Neat. Uh, it's never going to finish, unfortunately. But Sad. It had a lot of really interesting uh concepts like everyone in the world can use magic except for possums because but possums uh broke like their patron goddess I I'm trying to remember it's like their patron goddess broke the pact with the other gods in order to protect possums Rude. so as a result possums can't use magic Rude. And they also don't live for very long. That's very sad. I think possums should be able to do magic. In real life, not just in this webcomic. Uh-huh. It also doesn't have, uh... It also has a lesbian relationship and a trans character. Hey. Um... But alright. Speaking of lesbians, uh... There's some in Sonic, which we'll get to later. Um... But first, we will start with 
the background to this, the setup. Um, so, of course, uh, last time we discussed um, the Archie comics got canceled um, shortly after the completion of the Shattered World arc in the comics, um, which is was a big, sprawling adaptation of Unleashed. Um, it's not important to get into, but it's very good, um, and you all should read it. Everyone listening, go go to your local comic book shop, or more likely, a pirating website, because uh, they don't sell the Archie Comics Sonic the Hedgehog books anymore. Um, but uh, just read the Shattered World arc. Anyway, um, shortly after that, comics got canceled, um, partially due to the whole Penders thing and Archie Comics not wanting to bother uh, both both Sega and Archie Comics not wanting to bother with that whole hive of bees anymore. Um, and also Archie Comics uh, wanting to shift away from non-Archie media as they were putting all of their focus into the television series Riverdale. Um, which means we can partially bla blame Riverdale for the cancellation of Archie Sonic the Hedgehog comic books, which ran for 25 plus years. You can um, blame Riverdale for many things. It's true. <laughs> like the entire Arrowverse. What, the reason it's like that is because uh, Riverdale got real popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I... I there there's a like a dark part of me that wants to jump back into some of the the CWDC universe shows especially this new one uh that just came out um wherein it's like the bat family and batman's dead and has a trans son who is the main character or something like that I'm I know nothing about it I know that what's his face from supernatural plays Harvey Dent it's weird Anyway, um, DC stuff aside, Batman stuff aside, uh, yeah, so Riverdale caused the cancellation of the comics, uh, and everyone was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Are there gonna be Sonic comics anymore? We kind of really like them, uh, and the creative staff deserve jobs and money, um, and Sega put out a statement like, don't worry, this is not the end for Sonic comics, uh, it's going to be fine, y'all. Just just relax. Uh, fast forward like a year, and we find out that not only are the comics getting picked up by IDW, which was the um, publishing house that most fans wanted to see pick up the license because they had put out some really good work under the MLP and uh, Transformers licenses, as well as like Godzilla, stuff like that. Um, they're really good with licensed media. Um and so it got picked up by that, and they would essentially be transplanting the entire creative staff from the old comic onto this new book. Um, so that kind of, like, checked everyone's boxes. People were like, okay, cool. Uh, the one thing with them is that it no longer follows that old Archie Sonic continuity, meaning that the Freedom Fighters and all of the old Sad AM characters are no longer present in this new book. Um, which is a bit of a shame, but I feel like it would be a bit crowded if they were here, um, in addition to, like, all of the other stuff that's going on. Especially since the new cast gives a lot more 
breathing room for the game cast to kind of really develop, um, which I do appreciate. I still miss, like, the Freedom Fighters, mainly Sally and Nicole. God, I want Sally and Nicole back. Um, but, you know, they had their time, uh, and maybe someday we'll see them again. Uh, but regardless, this would be a, at the time, what we thought was a new continuity. Now we know it is game canon, more or less, uh, until stated otherwise. Um, but it would essentially be building off of the latest game at the time, which was Sonic Forces. The beginning of the IDW Sonic comics pick up directly after Forces. Um, I will not recap the plot of Forces. You could watch the stream VOD we did ages ago if you want the plot of Forces. Um, but the gist of things at the start is that the world had been taken over by Eggman, uh, and now isn't anymore, but there's a lot of pieces that still need to be picked up. Um, so the Resistance, uh, which was led by Knuckles and Forces, was disbanded, but kind of, sort of, reformed as the Restoration. Um, which is basically all of your, you know, all of the Sonic characters you would expect, um, to be in, like, a team. It was pretty much just, like, all of the Forces cast. Um, picking up the pieces, kind of branching out and providing some humanitarian support uh, to everyone affected by the war. Um, when we come in, we see Sonic, who is not yet part of the Restoration. He's just kind of wandering around. Um, and there's some, like, rogue Eggman robots going berserk. Um, Tails catches up with Sonic. He's like, hey... Uh, Amy's putting together this thing called the Resistance. Uh, we want you to be part of it. And Sonic's like, mm, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, but then he leaves. Um, we don't know what the deal is behind the robots. Mostly, they seem to be just without a leader. But it seems like maybe they might be getting orders from somewhere. Uh, we don't know where at the time. Um, but then, moving onward... Uh, Sonic, um, let's see, what was issue two? They, they do a thing with the first four issues where they were released week to week. Normally the Sonic comics are released every month. Um, mm -hmm. but they did them week to week and each of them had like a connecting cover with a new character, um, involved. So the first issue was Tails. Second issue I'm pretty sure was Amy. Um, and Sonic pretty much just like kind of does more of the same. Um, him and Amy kind of team up and, uh, you know, destroy some robots and stuff. We get more teases of, like, ooh, maybe someone's controlling these robots. Uh, but then issue three is where stuff gets interesting, because we start to introduce some new characters. Um, we come in to Sonic, he goes to some other town or whatever, and this town has, like, a big barricade around it. Um... And we're like, hmm, that's strange. And we find out that this was a town that kind of put up a big barricade as, like, a bunker uh, from all of the Eggman stuff. But it has since been taken over by two dudes named Rough and Tumble, who are two skunks. One of them's a big one, one of them's a small, like, scrawny, schemer-type guy, 
Uh, I can never remember which one is rough and which one is tumble. Do not ask me. <laughs> okay. But um, their whole thing is that they're like shitty goons uh, and they have like a rhyming like fucking Team Rocket intro whenever they show up. Uh, oh, and they're gosh. really fun. They're they're adorable. I I like to think that they are in love. Um, anyway, they show up. Sonic and Knuckles fight them. Um, and beat them, and that's the end of that. Uh, and we get more teases. And it maybe might seem like Eggman's behind things, which is weird because we don't know where Eggman's been this whole time. Apparently, he's been missing. Um. But okay, issue four. This is when we get our first new hero character, Tangle the Lemur. She is the hometown hero of a town called Spiral Hill. Um, she is a big fan of Sonic and all of his adventures, and the most stupid chaotic bisexual I have ever seen. Um, wait, I question. adore her. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. I thought Tangle was from Sonic Unleashed. No. Uh, you're probably thinking of Chip. No, wait. No, not Chip. Um, fuck. Sonic. The really bad one that was on with, like, he has the scarf. Oh, Sonic Boom? No, Boom. no, 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 no. That's, um, that's, uh, Sticks. Sticks. Got it. Yeah. She's also canon now, by the way, to the main continuity. She gets mentioned in Frontiers, along with Tangle, which is really cool. Um, but, uh, so yeah, there's a possibility that Sticks might appear at some point, either in the games again or in the comics. We'll see. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Tangle, she has a prehensile tail, which she uses to, like, grapple onto things and punch stuff. Um, there was a big sort of reveal event that they did for her prior to, uh, her premiering in the comic, um, I believe she was co-designed by Tyson Hess and Evan Stanley, um, who we'll talk more about Evan in a bit, uh, because she, spoiler alert, eventually becomes the lead writer on the comics. Um, but, uh, but anyway, at present, um, this whole era is still being written by Ian Flynn. Um, who did the, the Archie comics after 2006. Um, but yeah, so Tangle shows up, uh, also Blaze shows up, and she's like, there was a disturbance with, like, the Soul Emeralds or whatever, I came here to help. And Tangle is just awestruck because both Sonic T. Hedgehog himself and Blaze the Cat, a fucking flame princess from another dimension, uh, has shown up in her hometown, and she's just starstruck, and once again, being extremely bisexual. Um, and she just goes on this little adventure with, with Sonic and Blaze, and they beat up some robots. Um, there's some really good art in this issue. It is drawn by Evan Stanley, uh, and there's just some, like, very good, uh, facial expressions. I highly recommend everyone go look up issue threes, just, like, funny pages <laughs> um but or issue four rather issue four but okay so that happens we get more teases um orbot and cubot 
seem to be attending to this other mysterious uh, character. Um, and so we're like, what's going on? What's happening? And then issue five drops. And issue five is interesting because we get Eggman in issue five. Kind of. You see, it is explained that after the end of Forces, after Eggman's big old robot was blown up, Eggman dropped into the middle of this random middle-of-nowhere town, got amnesia, and became, like, this kindly toy repair guy. Like, he's he's just, like, this fucking Santa Claus-ass dude who makes toys for children and was building an amusement park. Um, okay. Quick question. Just like, yes. Just a quick question. Are yes. you planning to go through every single issue? Not issue by issue. Issue, issue. okay. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm setting the stage. Okay. For this first like, storyline. This is enjoyable. Yes. That would just take, I just did a quick calculation in my head. That would take over like three and a half hours. No, yeah, we're not going to go I through every single issue. I don't uh, have time to edit that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Kind of we will not do that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the next storyline we're going to be getting to is way too big to do that with. Okay. So... Do not even worry. Um, but anyway, uh, Eggman's, like, this kindly old, like, fucking toy maker making toys for children. Sonic shows up off of a tip from the Chaotix, uh, who are like, we've, we've heard reports of Eggman in this area. And Sonic shows up and he just sees this, like, toy guy and he's like, okay, I feel kind of weird punishing him, given that he has no memory of anything. And then Team Dark shows up. I have thoughts about Team Dark in the IDW Sonic comics. Um, okay. And this extends to most current Sonic media. Sega doesn't know how to write Shadow anymore. I... it kind of makes me sad. I don't know. Basically... They decided to gut all of his character development, um, and just make him an edgy rival again with no depth, um, and it's frustrating because late Archie Sonic Shadow was, like, some of the best writing Shadow's ever gotten, and even in the games, like, Sonic 06 is Sonic 06, but it has maybe some of the best characterization for Shadow, in the mainline series, at least. Uh, and yeah, fucking... I don't know, Shadow's just really dull and shallow in in these new things. Hopefully, eventually, he'll be written well again. I have hope, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, Shadow and Rouge and Omega show up. Uh, actually, does Omega show I don't think Omega shows up yet. I think it's just Shadow and Rouge. But they show up, and they're like, we're, we're, taking, we're taking Eggman in. We're going to lock him up or kill him or something. Um, and Sonic's, like, arguing, no, please don't. He's, uh, like, uh, yes, he's Eggman, but he also doesn't remember anything, so it's kind of not fair to punish him. And also, I'm Sonic, so I believe in giving people second chances or whatever. And that's going to be a major theme throughout the course of this comic, um, is Sonic 
wanting to give basically everyone a second chance. Uh, and that continually coming back to haunt him. We will get back to that. But first, he's like, okay, you're not going to do this. And also, Shadow, it's kind of fucking hypocritical for you to go after Eggman, whose memories got wiped after trying to take over the world, after you, yourself, tried to destroy the world and then got your memories wiped. Doesn't by that logic mean that, like, I have to arrest you or whatever. And Shadow's like, shit, I didn't think of it like that. Um, and so they let him go. Uh, and it's whatever. But then Dr. Starline shows up. Now, now, I want you to picture in your head, right? Uh, p picture in your mind's eye. Uh, 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 like a platypus who is also a Tumblr sexy man. Ah! Uh, oh, there, <laughs> there is very few sentences I thought I could hate more than Rao Rao Rasputin Uudesu Small with Speed. <laughs> but that's it. That is a sentence I hate more. Mm-hmm. So, enter Dr. Starline. I'm going to post a picture for your uh, reference, just so you can have, like, a full image of him. Everyone look up Dr. Starline. I don't wanna. It's too late. He's oh, here. wow! That's, yeah. I don't know if there's a Tumblr sexy man. He, I don't... He's written like, like a Tumblr sexy man. No, the, the issue is, he's too sexy. A Tumblr sexy man is someone who isn't conventionally attractive. Like that's not necessarily no 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 that that is a core concept. The onceler is not uh, conventionally attractive. Sans Undertale see. is not conventionally attractive. It's like the term himbo. Himbo has three important characteristics: dumb I as a rock, buff as fuck, never not getting laid. I thought the third qual qualifier was respects women. It's drinks. That's the fourth one. Okay. <laughs> Never stops guzzling that respect women juice. I remember one time I was watching Lupin the Third uh, with my old roommates, and I asked, "Does Lupin drink his respect women juice?" And the response to that was, "It's diet respect women juice." That is, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. See, I think, I think the most important, he's, he's very much written like a Tumblr sexy man. I don't know. He's kind of a, a shitty wet rat. <laughs> he's okay. a poor little meow meow. Okay. Okay. Poor little meow meow and Tumblr sexy man are almost like non-equitable. You can't be both. Well, I, I, I don't know. Be. I feel like he's in, in the like bisecting Venn diagram. He is in the center. I'm going to say something extremely cursed. Yeah. I guess some Onceslers were both. Also, Loki was both. Like, I feel like Loki oh, is Oh, no, like... you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Loki. Loki. Nope, Loki was on top of the sex, man. Because he was conventionally attractive. He was, he was a prototypical Tumblr sexy man. He, he was, was one of the first. No, the first was fucking... Uh, the Onceler. I would argue that that uh, Jack Skellington would be prior to that, but I guess that gets into just like uh, semantic territory. I don't know. Doesn't matter. 
point is, is Dr. Starline. Yes, sorry. You're fine. Maybe one day we'll do an episode fully on Tumblr sexy men. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be the new thing is I keep teasing episodes that we may never make, but we might. Who knows? Uh... <laughs> Regardless, uh Dr. Starline, uh, he shows up. He's like, hello, I'm Dr. Starline. I have this fucking glove that has a, a gem in it. It's a new gem. Don't even worry about it. It makes portals. It's called the Warp Topaz. Um, he shows up, and he's like, I'm a big fan of Dr. Eggman, and I'm going to restore his memories because I have a crush on him. Um, and he does that, and he's also brought along Rough and Tumble, who are now his goons. Um, and so Eggman's back in style. He's, he's, he's awake again. He's alive. But we're putting that aside for now, because we have to get back to who's controlling the robots. Turns out it was Metal Sonic, and that's, that's the whole thing. Metal Sonic, yeah, he's, he's back in, like, Neo-Metal Sonic form from Sonic Heroes, and it turns out that the reason he was an illusion in Sonic Forces was because Eggman was upgrading him, but he wasn't ready in time, so he just kind of sat in a laboratory for a while and had to finish building himself. Um, and, uh, he's like, it's me, I was creating the- I was doing the robots. Uh, and then he tries to take control of Angel Island, uh, but Sonic goes super, and he, uh, uh, kicks his butt. Um... And that's the end of that storyline. But then Silver shows up and he's like, hey guys, I just got back from the future and it's like, everything's liquid metal and there's no life anymore. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I love... I love the idea of just Silver constantly getting pulled back and forth from the future to the past and something's always wrong something there's always some catastrophe and he's like shit guys this is bad um and the reason it's bad is because eggman is about to pull some shit um there is a let me let me let me look here let me look here uh issue 13 through 32 yep issue 13 through 32 um, of the Sonic the Hedgehog IDW comics follows the Metal Virus storyline, a, no joke, zombie apocalypse level event wherein Eggman creates a virus, uh, it's called a Metal Virus, it's like some liquid metal goo where if you touch it, you become a robot. Uh, it's kind of styled after the liquid metal robots from the Sonic Heroes multiplayer? Um, and yeah, some 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 fucking some shit happens. Um, with that, it just it spirals out of control, and uh, Eggman can't do anything about it anymore because the virus is mutated and his controls won't work. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. It starts very small. Sonic gets infected. Uh, running fast seems to keep the infection at bay. But he is slowly turning into what the comic calls a zombot. Um, and he's running around. During all of this, they introduce a character named Whisper, uh, who is like this lone wolf, literally, 
type hero. She's like a big Metal Gear reference. Um, she had this like team called the Diamond Cutters. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment, but basically she gets introduced. She's very quiet. Uh, she's this wolf girl with uh, blonde fur, and she has a sniper rifle. Um, and that's her whole thing. She's essentially a forces OC, but like cool. Um, and she and Tangle get a miniseries wherein they explore her backstory. Um, and it's some of the saddest things that you've ever seen. Um, turns out she had a whole team, uh, and one of her teammates betrayed her, uh, and got the rest of her team killed, um, at the behest of Eggman. Um, the way they died was that, uh, this, like, betrayer teammate, um, released a bunch of shadow androids on her team, and they all, uh, just, like, murdered them, and she's very traumatized and anxious, uh, and she and Tangle are in love, um, like, they are a couple, uh, it is, it is been officially stated by the writers that they are essentially a couple, they can't really touch romance stuff, in the comic itself, on the mandate of Sega. Um, they don't want a repeat of all of the shit that the Archie Sonic comics did. Uh, but they are essentially a couple. Um, and they are in love, and it's beautiful. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, Metal Virus. Zombie shit happens. Cream watches her mother get uh, consumed by the mob. And turned into a fucking mindless zombie. It's horrifying. <laughs> the Chaotics get picked off one by one. Espio and Charmy, literal children, get 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 fucking brainwashed and 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 turned to one more of the horde. There's like a woman who gets touched by one of the zombots and she's like screaming for help as the virus is slowly overtaking her. And Vector has to enclose her in a bunch of cars so she doesn't touch anyone else. It gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. But it also lasts a little bit too long, in my opinion. I... This is where some of, I think... Ian Flynn's shortcomings as a writer uh, tend to peek their head. I think Ian Flynn is a great writer, uh, really understands the Sonic franchise and characters and the dynamics thereof, and just... He knows tonally what to do to kind of hit that right, like, sweet spot of Sonic cheese and, like, real genuine emotional heartfelt moments, and just campiness i don't know he's a good writer but he tends to his stories sometimes tend to overstay their welcome um we saw that with the iron dominion arc in archie we saw that to an extent to a pretty great extent actually with the shattered world arc in post reboot archie and now with the metal virus i mean it took up like more than 20 issues this was like a year and a half of the comics lifespan uh, purely devoted to this one storyline. And I will say, it's very well set up. There's a lot of, like, good payoff that happens. Uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing that shows up. There's a whole side story, which is, like, 
big um has shown up in like the background of some of the previous issues and there's like a side story focusing on like well he was looking for froggy this whole time because it turns out froggy was missing and he's like oh i'm gonna look for froggy and froggy and we see big just like show up in the background of all of these issues and he's being like i went here and i couldn't find froggy and so i went there and i could still couldn't find him and then i saw him and he was covered in this shiny metal goop and it was weird um and eventually big find finds froggy and he's like sitting alone in his cottage and he's like but i finally found you and we can finally be friends together forever. And you see that the metal virus that was on Froggy has also turned big. And it's so fucking sad. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it hurts me. I believe that one was in the Sonic Annual um, that came out in 2020. Which it should be noted, by the way, that this whole storyline... It was not intentionally laid out this way, but the start and, like, delivery of the Metal Virus storyline was essentially taking place during peak COVID. Um, yeah. So that kind of, that was maybe some unfortunate timing. Or fortunate, depending. I don't know. De dealer's choice, really. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit harrowing. Um... During all of this, uh, there's some other new characters introduced here and there. Uh, we get Don and Knight. Don the Owl and Knight the Rooster. They are a gay couple, one of which is essentially Clint McElroy's persona. Um, <laughs> they, like, literally the writer was like, this character is based on Clint McElroy. He is an owl. He is oh. gay. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know anything about Clint McElroy. I. 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 Adventure Zone. Um. I. I. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Fucking. So yeah. Uh. Bunch of other characters show up. Metal Virus storyline happens. The Deadly Six are in there for some reason. Um. They kind of do a little storyline in the comics where they're relevant for like five minutes but then they're jammed in a rocket and never seen again <laughs> so uh they kind of do away with them fairly quickly um but they are there for some of the metal virus um and yeah i don't know it's a whole thing it takes way too long and there's a lot of twists and turns but basically like the whole thing is like Starline is working alongside Eggman, but getting increasingly more and more frustrated as Eggman loses control of his plan and keeps making dumb mistakes out of, like, impulse and pettiness because Sonic is doing Sonic things and Eggman's like, I hate you, Sonic! Uh, and he keeps fucking up his plans because of his short-sightedness and his, like, hatred of Sonic. And Starline's like, this is not a very efficient way to run an empire. I know I'm in love with you, but, like, this is not... You're not running a ship shape here. A, a ship shape... Ship... I don't... Point is... Starline's getting frustrated with Eggman. He brings in the Deadly Six to try and level the playing field. Eggman gets mad at him for doing this and shoots him out an airlock. Um, and after that, Starline's like, okay, 
I want to get a, a revenge on Eggman. Um, uh, or rather, I want to establish my own empire, take over the world in secret, and then I can rule alongside Eggman as equals because he will see that my methods are superior. Um, but also I respect him a bunch. And again, I am in love with Dr. Eggman and wish uh, to rule on along his side. Um, and so this is going to be kind of a through line going forward. Um, <clears throat> there's some other stuff that happens after the Metal Virus storyline. Oh yeah, the Metal Virus storyline uh, gets capped off with Sonic, Silver, and I think Shadow? I can't remember. I don't think Shadow actually does go super, but Sonic and Silver at least do. And they do a big chaos control that basically undoes the virus. Um, Sonic gets, like, really distressed in this story. I don't know. It's rare that you see Sonic shaken. Um, but it does really well because, like, Sonic has had to run constantly to prevent the virus from taking over his body. And so he has gotten no sleep for, like, a week uh, and he is running on fumes, and all of his loved ones are either turned into zombies or traumatized because they watch their loved ones turned into zombies. It's a whole shit show. But Sonic mm -hmm. goes super um, and saves the day. As one does. As one does. Uh, I think it would be really neat to see, like, some kind of, I don't know... I'm trying to imagine what a game based on the Metal Virus storyline would be like. I, I think it would be really interesting to have kind of like a, almost like a Dead Rising sort of a thing, where there's like timed events, and like if you miss like doing this mission on time, oh shit, fucking <laughs> SBO got uh, roboticized or whatever. So what you're saying is I would never do the missions ever. Exactly. See all of oh, Sonic's loved ones perish. Um. Sonic and Espio sitting in a tree. <laughs> I'm not sure if they have the proper mouths to engage in a kissing manner. I, I think they do, but I think Espio's horn would kind of get in the way. Um. I feel you wouldn't need to like really do like a, a big old sideways kiss type Damn moment. It. I was I was gonna make a joke about his horn getting in the way, and there's also the thing on his face. Ha! Except I think they have internal genitals. It's very possible. Do I don't I don't want to look this up. What this do chameleons I, got? <laughs> yeah, this this is how I end up on even more watch lists. Um, but uh, but yeah. This this seems like a good place to stop. Probably. Yeah, that yeah. takes up basically like the first half of the the IDW Sonic comics. So that's a pretty good place to stop. Uh thank Baller. you everyone for for joining us on this exciting episode of Necessary Tangents. We will continue this at some point. Not exactly sure when, because uh uh I have a charity stream coming up a uh, day after this comes out. You should all watch it. And yeah. as I'm sure longtime listeners will know, uh, there's the traditional Elise is extremely tired uh, short podcast recording afterwards. And we can't, we can't break that tradition. Definitely not.
And then also we have to get back to Bleach. Sorry that there's been such a break with that. Just schedules have just been clashing where we didn't think there was going to be. Um, but yeah, I hope you can make it to the charity stream. It's to raise money for my friend's cat. Because the cat had expensive medical bills. Because... Shit expensive, yo. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for joining me, Ash. I almost called you Elise. I might be a little <laughs> tired. Anyways. I've become uh, your clone. No! <laughs>